This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. <laughs> you don't sound very jovial, Chad. Yeah, it's, uh, since the last time we talked, um, let's just say the Steelers have decided they didn't really want to win games. Um, <laughs> no, wait, I can't remember. Did we have our last show prior to, well, for me, uh, tremendous success for you at debacle, yes. the Chargers game? Yes. Yes. So, so we've... Uh, so there are only two since the last time. We're leading off, if you have, you can't tell people, we're leading off because it's just so enjoyable right now to hear Chad. Uh, we're leading off with some NFL, yeah. NFL analysis. Um, sure. <laughs> so, and I always enjoy, I always enjoy asking Chad questions about the Steelers because number one, even when the Steelers are doing well, Chad is miserable about the Steelers. So I can't wait to hear what his take is now that they have lost three in a row oh. and have put themselves in very serious jeopardy of not making the playoffs. I'm making the playoffs. Maybe not even making that 10 win season. You no, I know about. they're kind of ruining, they're <laughs> ruining my one prediction because they have to win the next three. They to are make 10 seven. Wins. They are Seven, five, and one, yeah. and they have three games left in their season. And one of them is the Patriots. And one of them is the Saints. <laughs> and the Saints. And the Saints and the Patriots left. And yeah. what's even worse for them is the Patriots now have – it is now a must-win game from the Patriots' perspective. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the Miami Miracle because oh. that's one of the greatest plays in the history of the league, oh. frankly. But first <laughs> – we must dissect the Steelers. Which one do you want to do? The Chargers well, we, or the Raiders? I think we should do the Raiders. That is okay. the most recent disaster. Okay, I have, now, I have a quote here I think will set up my feelings about the Steelers. Okay. We were unaggressive. We did not hustle and we were uninspired. I thought we would at least be aggressive and hustle. And we didn't. Well, you got, uh, I had to scramble out of there quite a bit. A lot of sacks. Uh, well, we didn't block it. That was a great John McKay from the table. Well, I thought, okay, so he was known as the quipper (laughs) and his most famous, his most famous. I couldn't find the quip. Right. Is when one of the reporters asked him, well, what do you think about your team's execution? And he said, I'm in favor of it. (laughs) I finally found that quote. That's the one I would have used because yes, I'm in favor of that. All right. Now, first of all, you (sighs) did. We know that the Raiders are historically, no matter how abysmal they are, mm-hmm. a problem for some reason for the Steelers. Yes. So this was a this was a game that I know you had foreboding about, simply because the Steelers always um, play very poorly. It seems against the Raiders. They play, even yes. even though the Raiders are a complete dumpster fire. They were two and ten, and they're three and ten. They fired their GM today. They right. won yesterday and fired your GM today. <laughs> right. Uh, and in fact, they've ruined they've ruined their sort of tanking effort here yes. by getting to three wins now yes, because the they're Cardinals are back in the Cardinals are contention. back in contention. <laughs> but a few things about this game. Now, I didn't watch the game. Well, I couldn't watch the game. It wasn't on here locally. So right. Well, I don't know if you have. I, I watched cl- Sunday I, Ticket or whatever. I watched the highlights on YouTube and one of the curious things were. that I heard about the game. Mm-hmm. I want your reaction to this. Apparently, Ben got hurt. He banged up his ribs, and so he Mm -hmm. was out, I don't know how long, but at least for a decent chunk of the second half. But what was curious is that apparently Tomlin said Ben was okay to then go back in, but they didn't put him back in right away Mm -hmm. because they were going to fly with, 
I'm Josh sorry. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Tennessee product. <laughs> what is that about, Chad? Uh, well, one, we know Ben's a prima donna. So keep that in mind. He's a prima donna. If he couldn't go in, he shouldn't have been playing. But no, somehow no. he came back in, so obviously no, but wait a minute. whatever they wait, did. Wait, wait. The prima donna thing, I'm, I'm confused. This doesn't have to do with Ben. Tomlin said, if I, if I read the reports correctly, he was okay to go in, but we decided that we're better off at least for a few uh, one series with good old Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs got four series and four completions that, okay, and an interception. Wait, I think some of those series were necessary because yes, he was ben hurt. Back out, but yes. at some point in time, I guess my question is... I think is, the thought was, how can Dobbs it? get us to where we need to be against right. a two-and-ten team? Can we save Ben? He is hurt, but he could go back in if he How had to. How is it possible that Josh Dobbs is in the game for even a millisecond longer than it, the minute that your Hall of Fame starter says, put me in, coach, mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs has to come off the field? Why? That is insane to me. Well, if you remember correctly, Mike Tomlin is their coach, and he doesn't coach very well. That's my <laughs> take on this. He is, bat- he is not a good coach. He is not. A, I didn't like him when he was hired. I haven't liked him the entire time he's been. I don't think he's a good coach. His clock management makes Rex Ryan look. Like, Try to look, think. Well, doesn't make Philbin look good. But, but <laughs> pick any other iconic starting quarterback in the league. Can you imagine, for instance, Bill Belichick saying, no, no. Um, "Brady was ready to go back in." But by the way, who is the Patriots backup? I don't even know. Bill Belichick, probably. Yes, Gronk. <laughs> We're going to keep Cleo Lemon, uh, you know, in the game for an extra series because I thought I thought we showed uh, some some, promise. some some moxie. Yeah. Like no, no, you it's, don't do that. You don't have your starting running back, and you don't have your starting quarterback, and your 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 backup quarterback. I think has taken half a dozen. So snaps. that that is unfathomable to me. Now yes. the ending of the game was, I think, a perfect ending where uh, the Steelers. On the one hand, managed to complete yet the day's second hook and ladder play. Very amazing play. Right, with what? Like 20 seconds left. They get yep. it all the way down to around the 20 yard yep. line. 20, Juju Smith, shoot this. So you're thinking, okay, now we have a chip shot field goal. We're going to tie the game. Yep. And then, because the Raiders' field is so horrendously <laughs> bad, Boswell, who, by the way, also missed another field goal. He missed goal. a very makeable field goal earlier in the game. Right. And it wasn't even near. He's been having a miserable season for He's the most gone. part. He's not going to be there. He long. slips. Yeah. He slips. <laughs> and, and so can't kick the ball. And it's blo- it's essentially he kicks it into like the back of the his it, own guy. Yeah, I mean, back, it doesn't go anywhere. Right in his butt. <laughs> so, his butt. okay. So now we need. Um, so now I, I'm of two minds about this. See, I actually. I'm think, of one mind, but go ahead. No, I actually think. <laughs> The Steelers are going to surprise people. They, they have to. They're going to beat the Patriots. I really think they're going to beat Connor the Patriots. Connor may not. They, they, Connor's doubtful to play. Without Connor and Ben being hurt. Now, let me, let me well, back Well, but they have Josh Dobbs. Yeah, that's great. I blame the coaching and I blame the GM. The coaching because they can't seem to get anything right with, with any phase of the game. You saw it in the Chargers game, going back to the Chargers game. They do not adjust their defense. And Tom will say because we didn't have two of our guys. Two of the guys I guarantee nobody outside of Steeler Nation has ever heard of, he didn't have. Therefore, that's why he had to play man-to-man and had linebackers covering Keenan Allen. (laughs) Let me say that again. He had linebackers doing a miserable job of covering Keenan Allen. They weren't actually covering him. They weren't even remotely covering him. 
and and Jared Cook yesterday for the Raiders. Apparently, and I don't know, I'm not an NFL coach, so maybe I don't know this. You're supposed to cover the guy, and probably your best cover guy should be on their best receiver. But apparently they play differently with the Steelers. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that, I'm wrong. The Chargers game, first of all, Keenan Allen is is one of the best root runners in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get the publicity that the Julio Joneses and the Odell Beckhams get. And I'm not saying he's as good. But he's a to- a legit top ten receiver, and in well, particular, he's Chargers' best receiver. By well, far. no, but I mean he's he is a legitimate great player, mm-hmm. and so the thing that fascinated me is okay, we'll try the linebacker on him. Maybe after the I don't know the ninth <laughs> completion, the ninth. By the way, crucial completion because all Philip Rivers yeah. was doing is every time they needed to get a first down. We're just going to throw it to Keenan Allen. And he'll catch you because he's, to, he's literally not being covered. He's going to get separation and catch the ball. Yes. Um, Anthony that was, Ciccolo is not a cover linebacker. Well, there was a – now, I'm sure you were losing your mind in the Chargers game because there were a couple – well, there was one horrific call. The Chargers' first touchdown came on a bomb from Phillip Rivers where Sam Tevy, their lineman, was was basically false starting by like two seconds. <laughs> Every, I mean, nobody else moved to the field but him. And they didn't call it. Yeah, it was that was kind of <laughs> unbelievable that they missed that play. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Steelers still went in at halftime winning that game, leading that game 23 to 7, I believe. Mm-hmm. They had never in the history of the franchise lost a, a game. Always a first. <laughs> leading by that many points at halftime. Always a first. And then they kind of collapsed. I, I know a lot of Steelers were upset with the alleged block in the back. Nah. Uh, that was a that was like a fifty. I don't really think that was a block in the back. It was. Let's put it this way. It was marginal. They Desmond King just ran back a punt on them because their coverage was terrible. Yes. And then amazingly, they couldn't stop. Okay, Melvin Gordon didn't play in that game. They couldn't stop Jackson, who ran through them like he was the second coming of Jim Brown. Yes, yes. Um, so I know a lot of Steelers. You, you missed the one where the, the two defenders ran into it, each other. and Well, that was just bad luck. I mean, they made actually a good play. They undercut the route. They, they just had bad luck there. It could have been an interception. It got popped into the air, and Keenan Allen caught it. But here's the thing. The Chargers completely dominated that second half. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, I don't know what happened to their offense. They went, I don't know, three or four, three and outs. They, um they coasted because that's what they Well, they, they thought do. the game was over. Exactly. They don't finish. They don't finish, and that's coaching. They're highly penalized, highly penalized this They're year. They're always highly penalized. Well, guess what? That's coaching, too. That's bad coaching. It's bad execution. They they walk. They sleepwalk through games. They sleepwalk. They were sleepwalking through the Denver game. They were trying to sleepwalk through the Jacksonville game, and Jacksonville just was so bad they couldn't lose it or, or couldn't win it. They're just – they get – they either start off slow or they coast. They get ahead and they just coast. They think, oh, it's over. I don't have to do much. It's the Raiders. It's They're 2 and 10. How about I have to do? Other than, I would say, other than the Chiefs, and of course now the Chiefs without Kareem Hunt, but let's assume what I'm going to say is I think the Steelers have overall the best offensive personnel. I'm including the Rams and, yeah. and I'm including the Saints as well. When you look at their line, mm-hmm. their receivers, and even with Connor, who of course is not Le'Veon Bell, but he's had a great year, and then yeah. Ben, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a team in the league that has a better offense other than the Chiefs, probably, okay. than the Steelers. Okay. So 
that's what I don't quite understand is how. They, other than the Chiefs, I don't think they have a worse defense. Uh, their defense isn't horrifically bad. Their 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 defensive line is pretty good. Yeah. Their problem is their and again, Shazier has left a gaping hole. Their wow. linebackers have trouble when they're putting coverage, mm-hmm. and their defensive backs are hit or miss. Hayden has actually played pretty well, I think, for most of the year. Artie Burns has not. Yeah. Yes. Three consecutive offsides. For the winning. Well, no, wait. And this is one thing I have to ask you about. Okay, so if Uh you didn't watch this game or you don't care about football or the Steelers, what wind up happening is the Chargers, the Steelers tied the game. The Chargers then got the ball, drove down the field, and essentially ran the clock down to the point where they're going to kick the game-winning field goal. The Steelers then went offsides three consecutive times. Artie Burns went offsides three consecutive times. I like the second one where he got hit in the head. The ball literally well, hit him in the, the head. Th- and they became increasingly more egregious as they went along. Yeah, to the your last point, one, the last, the last one, he, was, one, he went past he, the kicker. He was past the kicker before the kicker actually kicked the ball. Now, my question for you is, was that the Steelers' Madden strategy that no. we're just going to keep we're going to keep running off sides and hope that the refs eventually miss one? Well, you can't think that because even if they do miss one, your kicker probably hits it. Well, no, because if they miss one, like on the second one, you potentially block the kick. Yeah. I actually think they had decided, forget this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be flagrantly offsides every time and hope that one of these, they miss the call. And what do you think about that? I think Artie Burns decided to be flagrantly <laughs> aggressive. I don't think it was a team concept. And I, I think know. when he got to the sideline, he probably got an earful from everybody else on the team. Hey, dude. What what's wrong with you? Well, I could see I could see once, okay, and then maybe twice, but it was sort of like I've just decided now I'm going to with impunity just leave two seconds before the ball is snapped. I, I <laughs> thought was, the first one He was offsides, but it was close. It was close. Yeah. The third one, he went past the well, kicker. The second he one ran was, past the kicker. The second, the second one, one was flagrant, too. I mean, he, he well, beat yeah. the snap by a good – he had, like, two steps where they snapped the ball. Hence the reason he got the That's ball into the head. It. Yes, he blocked it with um, his face. He almost got the foot in the head. He was that <laughs> close to it. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say because I, I look at this team and I say, this, is a, this has talent on this team. Not on every facet of the oh, game. they're good. They, they, but they're, when the Steelers – look, when the Steelers show up and play their A game – there might not be a more explosive or dominant team in the league. Like they played against Carolina. That yeah. was a very explosive offensive team. The problem becomes, I think Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to go in the Hall of Fame. No, no guarantee. Probably? Well, what are you talking about? Let's be honest. He, he may not. He doesn't, there's no guarantee. He will be in on the f- – they don't really have first ballot in the NFL. It's like no. a baseball thing. Yeah. He's in on the first time he's okay. up. So he, let's say he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, all right? You've squandered his talent since 2010. Squandered well, his talent. They, they have not They have been, two Super Bowls. And they, they lost to Green Bay in 2010. And that is the last time they've been legitimate Super Bowl contenders. They went three seasons of eight and eight. Those teams were not 8-8. Eight and eight. They were poorly coached, poorly managed, and just could not beat the Raiders. Couldn't beat – they couldn't beat the Bengals in one of those stretches. Yeah, but they, I don't think when you have two Super Bowls that you can talk about squandering. Hold on. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. Yeah. Two Super Bowl MVPs. No, my point is is that you don't get to say they've squandered it. Is He's Eli Manning Hall Bowls. of Famer? No, no, he isn't. 
Okay. Well, why is he not? But because ben he's is. not as good of a quarterback. I mean, you have to you have to evaluate their entire body of work. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. He played very well in both of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, he made key throws. I mean, one was the Circus David Tyree catch. But he beat the Patriots, who were right. 18 so, and 0. but the thing is, but if you then look at his body of work. For if you take away the Super Bowls and you can't take them away, they have to be factored in. Sure, but he has been a solid, above average NFL quarterback for a long period of time. Who's had uh, one of the things in his favor is that he played basically every game, mm-hmm. right? And he had the ability to raise his game. But if you look at his statistics, he's not. They always talk about that draft class, right? It's Ben, it's Philip Rivers, and it's Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. He is not close to Ben or Rivers in terms of any statistics you want to throw out there. Other than Super Bowls. Other than Super Bowls, right. And so he's not in the Hall of Fame. Ben adds You, you couldn't Super... possibly be a little biased because you're a Rivers fan, are you? Are no, you? no. Okay. We're talking about Ben. Okay. Well, I... You're trying to tell me that well, how can you di- – I'm telling you how you distinguish very easily Eli from Ben. If you look at Ben statistically for his body of work and you pick any metric you want, you pick – touchdowns, you pick touchdown interception ratio, yards per attempt, you pick quarterback rating. He is a far superior passer statistically yeah. than Eli Manning has been. He just is. That. I'll give you that. He's had a lot more. And so is Philip Rivers. In fact, Philip Rivers is, is statistically superior to both of, of them. Of those three, who's the better? I think Philip Rivers is the best quarterback. However, I don't begrudge someone saying, but you know what? You didn't win a Super Bowl. And so Ben, let me put it this way. I think Philip Rivers is better, but I think Ben is a shoe in for the Hall, and Rivers is not because he oh, doesn't have the hardware. And I understand he that analysis. Enough, he doesn't have enough passing accolades like Marino to get in without the Super Bowl, is what you're saying. Well, his a- passing accolades are rapidly ascending. I mean, he's sure. now, he is going to, first of all, he didn't start playing until 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he sat behind Drew Brees. Who's pretty decent. Too. Yeah, pretty decent quarterback. <laughs> but his counting stats, he again, if you're just looking at pure on paper, Phillip Rivers has been the most impressive of those three guys. In fact, Phillip Rivers is arguably, statistically, one of the top ten passing quarterbacks of all time. He's got a better completion percentage. He has a better touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, you go down the line. Mm-hmm. He's had, I think he's one of only three guys, maybe two guys in history, him and Drew Brees. He's now going to have his, I don't know, 10th or 11th season of over 4,000 pass. I mean, you look at his counting stats, he's phenomenal. Hasn't Brees had like five years of 5,000? Yes, Br- Brees is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Brees is a great player. He's also benefited a little bit from playing in that dome. Sure. But no, he's he's a sure. tremendous player. Um, so my only point is Eli is not in the conversation with those other two guys, but he will get some consideration for the Hall because of those Super Bowls. That's right. what those get you. Well, yeah, yeah. Peyton, better quarterback than Eli by far, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, Peyton Manning is one of the you know best five quarterbacks who's ever lived. Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure. So I want to know your prediction now. So the Steelers are now facing the guillotine here. They basically, to ensure getting in the playoffs, need to almost run the table. Because right now... I think they have to run the table. So do you think they can run the table? No. Do you think they win two of their last three games? No. Who's the... Wait, who's the third team that they're playing? It's nobody good. uh, No, it's Cleveland. Cincinnati? I don't know. But do you think they're going... So you think they're going to split... With the Saints and the Patriots? No, I think they're going to lose both of them. So you think they're done? I, I think there's... If they lose both games, they're not making the playoffs. I, I think the, the the Patriots seem to have whatever it takes to consistently beat the Steelers. Not every game, but when it matters, and it matters right now for them, 
Like if it, if if the Patriots were, you know, won the won the division yesterday and they had three games, maybe maybe the Steelers would, but it's still tough. But the Patriots need to win, and the Steelers need to win. And when it comes down to pressure situations, the Steelers fold. Under Tomlin, they fold because they cannot seem to get out of their own way. Because basically, I I, I think Tomlin and you asked me this before, who's a better coach that they can get? And the answer is I don't know. But right now they've squandered the talent. He's had a long time with this team. He's had a long time with this team. He's gotten them to two Super Bowls, yeah, one one, but he won with Cowers. Well, sure. Okay, but part. you know what? That I mean, that happens with everyone. I mean, Correct. that's like John Correct. Gruden won with Tony Dungy's players. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I mean, I, that, I'm not you know, saying different. Barry Switzer won with Jimmy Johnson's players, but, and yeah, not Barry Switzer at all. I, Bengals is the last game. Bengals. All right, so they're going to definitely win against the Bengals. They own the Bengals, and the Bengals are decimated. I think they'll beat the Bengals, but I think it won't matter at that point. They'll be eight and eight at, at best, and I, I think that's not because I think the Ravens will somehow find a way if the Steelers go eight and eight. The Bengals will be nine, and se- or the Ravens will be nine and seven. I think they're in trouble, but I actually have I have a feeling, and they're not going to get the wild card because the Chargers will get the wild card over them, even well based on record, let alone head to head. Well, no, the, they're going to be fighting for if they're looking for the wild card, they got to win the six. They're now in the battle for they either win their division and they get slotted in as the four seed, or then they've got to fight with. I mean, what, like five different teams? I don't even the, know who it is. Well, I mean, right now the Dolphins are still alive at seven and six. The Colts are still alive at seven and six. You got yeah, the Ravens, the who are now eight and five, right? Yes, because the Steelers, up. the Ravens are eight and five, I think. The Steelers are seven, five, and one. Yes. Um, so there's the Patriots ba- are nine and four. Dolphins. I'm sorry, that's the well. The Patriots are irrelevant. I mean, in terms wow. of there's about four teams. I think it's going to be the Ravens, potentially the Steelers, Texans, the Colts. Well, no, the Texans are going to win their division. Well, that's what I'm saying Texans are going to win their division more than likely. Steelers are a half a game up on the Ravens. Right. So in the scenario of who they're they're not competing with the Chargers. The Chargers are a full three well, three games saying, better. The Chargers would be the the fifth seed right now. Which is, I mean, here's the be, thing: the Chargers mm-hmm. play the Chiefs this. Thursday. Mm-hmm. If the Chargers manage to win that game in they Arrowhead, which that's a I mean, split. unfortunately, I don't think you're going to have Melvin Gordon again, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, but if they do, the Chargers are actually in the running to go from the fifth seed to the number one overall seed in the AFC. Yes. Because they will then have the tie for the best record. Now, the thing is, the Chiefs have the tiebreaker over them, so the Chiefs have to lose yet another game. Right. They do play the Seahawks, though. They do. In the so that could be interesting. I, The Steelers are currently... Leading the AFC North, which means they would be by a half the, game. They'd still be the fourth seed uh, at this point. But but to your point, if the Ravens overtake them, they're now stuck battling about four other teams for that last wild card. Colts, spot. Titans, right? Titans are Broncos. Titans are seven and six. Well, the Broncos, they the Dolphins, they, the Broncos blew it by losing to the 49ers. Yeah. So the Broncos are now six and seven. They're in trouble. Dolphins are seven and six. Colts uh, are seven and six. Colts are seven and six. Titans are seven and six. Yeah, so, right. I think there's very it's very dim chances for the Steelers to get a playoff spot. Well, here's how they're going to have to do it. I think they get a playoff spot if they win two of their last three. They're going to have to beat either the Patriots or the Saints, and then they're going to, then then the Bengals. That then puts them in at nine six and one, right? Mm-hmm. That I think that wins the division. It could, it could, but it's still going to be the still going to be the fourth seed. Which yeah. means they're going to wild card weekend. Which who knows? And that means they're going to blow my prediction of winning ten games. Well, so that, that'll upset me. I, I think after next week we don't have to worry about winning them ten games because they're not going to beat the. Uh, I don't know. This is when they Patriots I, have a 
something to prove. All right, so let's talk about the Patriots because okay. <laughs> for those of you who don't watch football. And what's wrong with you if you don't? Um, the Patriots played the Dolphins yesterday, and this is yet another one of these. For whatever reason, as dominant and consistent as the Patriots have been, they struggle mightily to beat Miami in Miami. In fact, the Dolphins. Yeah, a lot. They, they <laughs> lose. I think Brady's record against the Dolphins of Miami is something like seven and nine. Except when which they is, stole Welker. And they, right. then they've seen the It's the only <laughs> team that they actually have a losing record yeah. against. So every time they go down in, there. In the AFC East. And by the way, sure. the Dolphins have been putrid yes. during that period of time. Yes. Dan Marino so retired and they haven't been good since. No, they, really. I mean, they've been. Now, they've been. They've had teams that have been mediocre. Mm-hmm. But in other words, the Patriots have been losing to Dolphins teams that are not good. No. So, in fact, this Dolphins team is kind of mediocre. I mean, yeah. they're they're in the running. So, anyway, the game was uh, – the Dolphins were winning the game 33-28. to 28. The, Dolph- uh, the Patriots were winning the game 33-28. to 28. The Dolphins were down to their last play. They were on their – basically their own 30-yard line. Uh, there's there's something like, what, um, eight seconds yeah, left on the clock? Essentially, it's the last play of the game. Yeah. And so they managed to score. They they do the – they call it the hook and ladder, although it's actually hook and lateral, but everyone calls it the ladder. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback, throws it to, I forget what the guy's name is, the receiver. He catches it about 20 yards downfield. Patriots don't tackle him. He then immediately laterals it mm-hmm. to Devontae somebody, who then laterals it again to running back Kenyon Drake. Uh-huh. And Kenyon and, and by the way, it you really owe it to yourself to listen to the play-by-play. The funniest one is of the Dolphins announcers, because when they start the play-by-play, this is how it sounds. He's like... And Tannehill goes back, and he throws it <laughs> right there. There, they feel it's the game is over, right? Well, that so, hardly ever works, right? So literally, his voice—he—he's talking like he's at a funeral. Home. Yeah, and he throws it, and then oh, and then he laterals it. Nah, and Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, and so Kenyon Drake gets the ball at about the fifty. <laughs> And to his credit, he kind of sees that there's now a gap because the Patriots are all discombobulated. Yeah. And he's fast. He's a running back. He bursts into the opening, and now it's a foot race between him and who do the Patriots? Now, we have to talk about this. So the guy that is back deep, right, the safety, the the guy that has to save the unfathomable play is who? I don't even remember. I don't, I didn't it's Gronk. It. You didn't oh, see the play? I didn't see the play. I have Wait, to watch the play. you haven't watched this? I heard about it, but I didn't watch okay, it. Okay. This- I'm amazed you didn't watch this. So this is what happened. I watched the Steelers highlights and that was all I could deal with. So now Gronk is back deep. Gronk is now trying – and actually Ryan Clark, okay, who's now uh, an analyst for ESPN. Former Steeler. Very very smart guy aptly says – Gronk looks like Frankenstein. So Gronk, like, go it's like it. he's this giant robot, like, trying to lumber into some semblance of movement. And as he's trying to, like, you could see him realizing, oh, no, I, I don't have the angle on this guy. He stumbles and then is sort of flailing as Kenyon Drake runs past him. The last 10 yards, Gronk's, like, diving at his heels and runs into the end zone. Now, a couple of – you have to watch this. I, I cannot will. believe you didn't I watch that. I, I was so depressed watching the Steelers last three weeks, I couldn't watch it. So a couple else. of Sorry. questions come to mind. Why was Gronk back there? Yes. They were at their I, I did read that Bill said it starts and stops with me for the blame. I understand the hands team because you're thinking No, no, but that's something. the thing. The reason you have Gronk back there is if you think they can complete a Hail Mary in the end zone. Yeah, that's now, the only reason. Now, here's the thing. Can Ryan Tannehill <laughs> – no. 
who, by the way, has a hurt shoulder and has never been known as a guy that can throw. I don't think Ryan Tannehill could throw from the 50 into yeah, the end wouldn't zone. Wouldn't you feel like a horrible coach if you didn't uh, plan for that eventuality? That maybe this one time he gets it no, deeper than he can ever no, get it? No, he can't. It's physically impossible. Well, they didn't even. Okay. That's why they didn't try it. Patrick they knew he couldn't do Patrick it. Patrick Mahomes would struggle he, to get it to the end zone. But John Elway, would he have sure. <laughs> so you have Gronk who moves again like the uh, Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, like Frankenstein or like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz because he's so banged up. Yeah. You have him as the last line of defense trying to tackle a running back to keep him from going into the end zone, and it was actually it was hilarious because they asked Gronk about the play, and he's he basically said. Yeah, that was a sucky play. <laughs> I did not do well. No, he's saying I, I, that was a sucky effort. I have to make that tackle. No, no, no. You shouldn't be in there trying to. Why don't you have your normal defense yeah. back there? Yeah. Guys that can actually run and tackle a running back. Would you call this the prevent defense? I don't know what that was, but that was that was a disaster. <laughs> and Belichick is a defensive master, correct? He means a. He's yeah, well, not genius. only is he a defensive genius, he's the ta- you know he is the he took Sun a wide receiver and made him a DB. That was a that was a terrible boneheaded play by the guy you know by Palpatine. Um, <laughs> the other the other thing that cost the Patriots in that game was a boneheaded play that Tom Brady made <gasps> at the end of the first half. They were down on like the ten yard line, and there's only they have no timeouts left. Maybe ten seconds left. They're trying to score a touchdown. Right. Brady takes a sack instead of throwing it into the end zone, and so the clock runs out they, without being able to kick a chip shot field goal. Uh-oh. And Brady even said, yeah, that was terrible on me. That sounds like Ben would do. Right. Would that does sound like something that Ben would do. So th- you need to watch this. You're I'll the only person in the Western Hemisphere that has not watched that highlight. Well, you, I'm going to be very honest with you. I have not been thrilled by watching football the last three weeks, and I can't stand the Patriots. I should have watched it because they lost. But I didn't proactively go after it. It is one of the more amazing plays that you will ever see. I mean, it kind of ranks up there a little bit with the uh, the Cal Stanford. I mean, you just don't see plays like that work. Well, no, it's a low percentage play. Low That's percentage. Yeah, I mean, it it's just doesn't work that often. They use one. it. More. Yeah, if it worked better, they'd use it more often. But it just doesn't work. There's too many things that can go wrong. The other thing is penalties. that saved the Dolphins' season literally. Yes, that that keeps the Dolphins in yes. the hunt for the six. If they lose that game, it's over. Their season is done. Right. That saved their season. That's incredible. It's absolutely incredible well, that play. It might not have saved their season, but we'll see what happens. All right. Anything else you want to talk about in the NFL? Because uh, there was a lot of crazy. There was a lot of craziness. Well, uh, the, the Rams lost last night to oh, the Bears. I did want to talk about that. Okay. Um, we have seen now in the last couple of weeks, we saw the Saints supposedly mm-hmm. juggernaut of an offense get exposed by the Cowboys in a very Which is surprising. Well, the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys defense is no joke. Uh, with Van Der Esch and what's the other guy's name? I don't know. Um, they're two line. They may have the two best run to the ball linebackers in the league. And I had Jason Garrett getting fired by now. Just so you know, right? Jason Garrett is now. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a guy that was. They were starting to shovel dirt on him, and now he's. I mean, he's he's yeah. looking good. Yeah. But we've seen the Saint. We've seen the Cowboys defense demonstrate. Um, no, we can create problems for the Saints, who are supposed to be un- unstoppable. And then we watch the Bears. Did you watch any of that game? A little bit. Okay. They utterly dismantled the their, Rams. Their defense is not a joke. <laughs> Jared Goff looked like he had never actually played quarterback I know. I before. Know. That's a... He was putrid. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's what it shows you is, yeah, you the, the rules have been monkeyed with mm-hmm. such that 
it is very, very difficult to stop offenses because you just can't do anything on defense. But if you get pressure on a quarterback, I don't care how good they are. Because you know what? The Ravens even gave Mahomes trouble for a lot of that game. Now Mahomes is a freak. Did yeah, you see the yeah. did you see the throw that he made? Oh, he's amazing. To save the game. He's did you amazing. see the fourth and nine yeah, throw that he made to Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Running well, again to Tyreek Hill. He's an amazing Yeah, but he's running as fast as he can to his right, evading three guys who are like breathing down his neck. He throws across his body thirty yards downfield and thirty yards essentially to the left. He threw it like 55 yards across his body, saves the season or saves the game for them. He's amazing. But I now have some serious questions about the Rams. You should. Because they weren't, look, anybody can lose the NFL on any given week. They got manhandled. Do you think that part of that was the location? I'm sure, you know, the whole thing about they're the L.A. team and they're playing cold Chicago. Not, Not that they're the L.A. team, but I mean, they played in St. Louis, but it was in a dome. They they don't play a lot of cold weather. Nobody look. These dome teams don't love playing outdoors. However, as the announcers pointed out, there was no wind. Wind is what is the killer. Sure. When you're playing in this season, when you've got the swirling wind, then the passing game just they couldn't do anything. They couldn't keep the Bears out of their backfield. Yes. And and Goff literally looked like he was completely overwhelmed. First year. Yeah, like he looked like Jeff Fisher was still coaching. So that raises to me some very interesting questions. Right now, who is your pick now, based on what we've seen? To co- First of all, we're not even sure who's going to be in the playoffs. But Because I think maybe two, three weeks ago, it was kind of like, listen, nobody's stopping the Rams and the Saints in the mm-hmm. NFC. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be you know Patriots, Chiefs, and the AFC. I actually think the AFC, the Chiefs are still, they have to be the team to beat. What about the NFC right now? I... I think after last night, you have to say the Bears, at least in that environment, are for real. Now, they the problem is up they're the not offensive gonna, scoring. No, that's yeah. here's the problem with the Bears. <laughs> the Bears have a great defense, and if you have to play them at home for at least one round, which is going to be the right, you know, not it's going to be the semis, you're going to have trouble with. Well, that's what I think. It but, depends on what the rank is, where who they have to play here, where. Trubisky, uh no, not riding with him in the NFC Championship game because. People noticed that Jared Goff had four interceptions. Mitch Trubisky had three, and they were bad. Uh, yeah. he, but he Chicago's was, gotten to a Super Bowl with worse. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. <laughs> they though. didn't win it, but they got there. I think in order for them, because they're not going to get to play at home, they're not going to be the number one seed. No. They're going to have to go either to L.A. probably. I mean, now look, I the Cowboys are the Knicks. There. The Cowboys are the, my point is that they're going to have to score points. They're not going to be able to hold the Saints in their dome or the Rams to another. There's not going to be a repeat of this. They're going to have to score 20, 28 to, to beat one of these teams, and I don't think Trubisky has it in him. I think Jason Garrett gets enough to get a contract extension but not actually win anything of merit. He's going to bow out early if they make it. Well, right now, this is the other interesting. I think right now the Cowboys look like they will get in there because they're going to win the NFC East as the four seed. Can't imagine why. The NFC East is so Yeah, the NFC East is interesting. But the Cowboys will probably then have to play the Seahawks. And uh, the Seahawks, if no one has – no one's really been paying attention. They're doing better than they should be. Well, not better than they should be. I think Pete Carroll has – launched himself into a coach of the year award because they were dead in the water at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And now they look serious. This is their blueprint, their defense. Amazingly with all of the guys that they've lost, right? 
Mm-hmm. Sherman gone, Earl Thomas, Chancellor's retired. The whole Legion of Boom is gone. But they still have Bobby Wagner, who's one of the best players in the league. They've somehow managed to fix the defense. Their offensive line has gotten fixed. They're now running the ball. And Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. So you talk about the NFC. So right now it's Cowboys, Rams, Bears, and Saints. The the next best team is the Seahawks. Who's the number six seed there in the NFC? Well, it's unclear right now. In fact, right. the, the Seahawks the, are playing the Vikings as we record right. this. And the Vikings are, I have no idea what the score of the game is. I don't is. either, but the Vikings are up, uh, at least in standing, they're up by a game and a half on the, on the uh, Panthers. Yeah. So uh, you think the Vikings are the sixth seed? Probably. I mean, that's the way it looks right now. There's just nothing. I think the NFC is wide open. I, I really think almost any of those teams, even including the Vikings, because here's the thing. The Vikings were a trendy pick at the beginning of the year to... But, but that was based on Kirk Cousins, and I don't understand that. Yeah, but I, Cousins is actually, if you look statistically... He's okay. Uh, he's been more than okay. He's actually played very well. But they're 6-7. and seven. Right. Well, I mean, that's not... So what? I mean, I mean, that's not... I'm not going, wow, he's 6-7. and seven. He's amazing. He's not, is he worth the money they're paying him for six and seven? He was worth the money. That's what the marketplace would bear. I mean, if you look at his statistics this year, he's at like 70% completions. He's got something like 23, three nothing. 23 touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, he's not, okay, he's not a world beater, but he no. is certainly more than good enough. Seahawks are up three nothing with two minutes left in the third. Yeah. So it's, well, both, it's of, a high those, affair. both of those defenses are good. Um, all right. So right now, with all that said, who is your pick to be in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl picks. Yeah, who's wow. coming out? NFC. I'm still going with the Saints. I, I think I agree with you. I'm still going with the Saints, too. Even though their offense the last two weeks, there's uh, it's, I don't know, there's something wrong. An AFC. You're going with the Chargers. No, I'm not going with that. Oh, I can't believe it. Nobody from the AFC West. You got to go with the Chiefs, then. You're going to go with. I have to go with the Patriots. You go with the Patriots again? Oh, here's the only reason why. The Chargers have not shown any ability in the playoffs. In the Philip Rivers era, they haven't shown any ability to do anything in the playoffs. Well, they got to an AFC championship. They have, you're right. I mean, for yeah. a long time, they haven't done anything. And the, the Chiefs under Andy Reid have shown the same right. propensity to gack it up in the playoffs. Somehow Bill Belichick, who I do not like at all, and Tom Brady, who I do not like at all, somehow find a way to win when it matters. Now, yeah, that could change if somehow the Steelers would beat them and they, the Dolphins would take the division. I, I don't know, the, but I don't see that happening. Here's the here's the problem for the Patriots, as I see it. They're old. They're not going to be, but they're not going to be the number one seed. No. So they're going to have to right now go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. You think that's a big deal? Yeah, I, I do. don't think it's a. I don't think I it's think great, but I don't think it's as big. Of a I deal. think this is a now look the Chiefs the whole Kareem Hunt thing. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Um, basically, he's no longer in their team because he. He pushed and kicked a woman. That's why I don't think they're the same team. They aren't the same team. Um, That could hurt them. But I don't think this Patriots team is good enough. If they were playing at home Mm -hmm. like they're used to, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're probably still the favorite. But I don't think they go into Arrowhead and win. I do. I think they still have Andy Reid at coach, right? And since I'm a Chargers fan, (laughs) what I'm predicting is this is my dream scenario. The Chargers are going to win on Thursday against all odds. Against a lot. Well, I mean, look, I don't think people, they've lost nine in a row to the Chiefs. They don't have Melvin Gordon, and he is a huge and part the of the Chiefs don't offense. have Kareem Hunt. 
Yeah, right. That's true. But they also have well, they've got what's his name, Spencer Ware. Okay. And look, the Chiefs, the Chargers have very good offense. Melvin Gordon is, in my view, more important to the Chargers' offense than Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's a great player. Yeah, I'll give you that. But so in any event. They're going to win somehow. They're going to beat the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs are going to lose to Seattle. And so the Chargers are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Chiefs are going to lose to Seattle. Yes. Okay. And so then everyone's got to come through the Chargers' uh, home stadium, which, of course, isn't really a home stadium since most of the Soccer time they field. play there. No, and most of the time they play there, the other teams have more fans than they do. Yeah. So well, We've always shown the Steelers Chargers. can lose at home and on the road. To this the is the West, season. Phillip Rivers gets his Super Bowl. That's when you when you started the season, did you think the Steelers would go zero and four against the AFC West? No, nobody did. I didn't. I mean, I thought they at least split. I thought the Chiefs would be decent. I thought I mean, not knowing Patrick Mahomes was going to do. I thought the Chargers would be decent. I did not think the Broncos would be good, and I didn't think the Raiders would be good. And guess what? They lost all four. So yeah, that's anything not good. So if the Steelers have to go to, so it'll San be Diego, interesting. It'll be interesting matter. next week to see. My prediction, my sub prediction, is that the Steelers beat the Patriots. All right. I hope you are correct. I do not believe you are correct, and I do not believe the Steelers are going to get ten wins this year, which is what I said at the beginning. I didn't think they get ten. Well, wins. Well, I'm and... I'm a little bit. I mean, they are going to run the table now. I don't think the Steelers are going to beat the Saints and the Patriots. No, so they're. I think they're they're maxing out at nine. Unfortunately, that's not a great season with this talent. That is not a great season. I, mean, I don't know what? who you bring in differently. I Here's the thing. I don't know who. Do you you may be right. It's not a great season if they win their division at nine six and one and get into the playoffs. That's all. That's the goal. It is. It is. And now you, you now you happens. have your opportunity. And they won it with well, they were eleven and five when they won in two thousand five, and was the, the sixth seed. This is not the same team. It's two two games different, but they're not the same team. The ridiculous thing from the Chargers' standpoint is that they're going to probably finish the season. Let's say they lose to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. they're going to finish the season twelve and four probably, and they're going to be the number five seed, and they're going to have to play the Steelers at home. They'll beat them. I don't know about that. They've already beat them there. Yeah, that's right. They already <laughs> beat them there. So that's crazy. Like your reward, you went twelve and four, but because the Chiefs are in your division, you're a five seed yeah. going on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Steelers were thirteen good. and three last year, but you wouldn't know it based on how they perform. I wanted somebody for the Steelers who is actually going to maximize this talent. You get a generational who? quarterback. No, who no, is your coach? You're missing point here. You've got a team that's underperforming based on their talent. I wouldn't say they're – what is – Tomlin's career winning percentage is in the high 600s. Okay. So how much are they under – again, you're this guy. You have two Super Bowls I know. with Ben as quarterback. Well, every team – so – How many franchises have two Super Bowls? How many, how many franchises have Patriots. a total – Total? No, like how many teams in the NFL have actually won in their history two Super Bowls? There's maybe what seven: Patriots, Cowboys, 49ers, Steelers, Steelers, uh, Ravens, Broncos, Broncos, Dolphins. Yes. Uh, so that's Viking I mean, or not Vikings? No, not um, the Vikings. Pa- Packers. Yes. So we got like maybe maybe we have nine or ten. Yeah. You. So you're saying Raiders, Raiders, but you're saying. Because they've only won two Super Bowls, no, no, they no, haven't. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying because they've only won two Super Bowls. I said you've got a you've got a finite window with a talent pool you have. Ben is not getting younger. He's not getting more accurate as he ages. He's not Tom Brady, and he still remains accurate at 41 years old. You've got to maximize what you've got. You can't waste a year. Tomlin has wasted multiple years of talent 
with bad coaching and bad bad GM, bad everything. Everything's been bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying, no, no, understand. I'm looking at it from a different level. You know, if you're the Browns, you're like happy to make the playoffs. All right. If you're the Steelers, you're going, yeah, we made the playoffs, but that's not why we play. We play to win the right. Super Bowl. Right. So is it is it a Okay, so the question is, if they the don't Patriots win, go- if they don't win the Super Bowl, is that a bad year? Yes. Yeah, I, If you're I, a Patriots no. fan, do you say, "Oh, wow, we we made the AFC Championship game. That was a good year." You can't compare any any franchise to the Patriots right now. Okay, historically, you can compare the Steelers because okay. uh, you know, under the Chuck Knoll yeah. era, but right now for the last 20 years, Nobody has the expectations of the Patriots because no. the Patriots have completely dominated okay, the, the league. Okay, the Cowboys of the seventies, the Cowboys of the seventies and early eighties. If they didn't make the NFC Championship game, it wasn't a good season. Yeah, but I don't think the current Steelers are that good. I don't in other words, either. You're saying, in other words, I think the expectations for the Steelers for the last decade should have been: we expect to be a playoff team, we expect to win our division. Uh, but this idea that if you didn't win the Super Bowl that year, particularly with the Patriots in the AFC. That can't be – if that's the measuring stick, I don't think any coach is going to live up to that. I don't care. He, he put Bill Walsh behind the controls. Okay, but they didn't play the Patriots every week. Eight and eight, three seasons in a row. Yeah, okay. Maybe nine, nine six, and one this year. That's, at the beginning of the season, you're looking at this talent pool and you're going, this is a Super Bowl contender. Nine, six, and one is not a Super Bowl contender. Nine, six, and one is the Jacksonville Jaguars with an upgraded yeah, quarterback. I agree with you that they've had – Right now, as they sit, a disappointing season. There's yeah. no question about that. But I think that your expectations are slightly inflated. Well, that might be. I'm not saying they're not inflated. But you don't go to uh, Alabama and say, well, we, we, we hope again, we make the playoffs. Again, or, Ohio State. We the hope Steelers we make are the not playoffs. Alabama, and they're not Ohio State right now. I mean, the Steelers are among the sort of the next level down what's from the, the Patriots. What's the top level? The Patriots only? The Patriots are alone. Okay. In, in terms of their recent history, okay. no fan base. I don't think there's any other fan base in the NFL that can legitimately expect Super Bowl or bust. That's ridiculous. The Patriots okay. are the only team. Aren't they about to go to their – if they make it this year, Nine. will it be – how many Ten. AFC championship games? Oh, I don't know how many AFC championships. I mean, I think it's literally Super like Bowl if they made it. Yeah, but I think it's almost. Oops, is it like ten. not like the last nine? When's the last? No, See, it's not won, the last nine. They won they, five, lost three. Uh, they lost two before that, so they've already been in ten Super Bowls. I understand, but I think they've actually had some even more absurd streak of being in the AFC championship game for some absurd consecutive number of years in the AFC championship game. Yeah, nobody else does that. No, I from agree. year to year, I agree. So I think. I think for a franchise like the Steelers or the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings, maybe not a good example, but they're the next level down of usually they're one of the favorites to win their division, to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, I think the expectation is maybe you win a first round playoff game and then you let the chips fall where they may. And maybe you lose to the Patriots, whatever. But to say, because they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl every year, I think that's crazy. Not every year. But I do not consider them of the last, since 2010, when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, they have not been good. They've been inconsistent. And, and I will say, I, I expect them to contend for a Super Bowl title every year with this talent level. With Bloody Blister from the 80s, no. Chuck Noll was riding that out. He's living on his seventies glory in the eighties. I have no, I had no expectation making the playoffs at that point was great, and they had four Super Bowls after that. I'm saying with this talent level, I expected more than we're getting, and we're not getting it. 
We're not getting it. They've had years of bad DBs. Years of bad DBs. They they haven't gotten better at the DB yeah. position. They haven't gotten better. Who's? They, but so I'm you, not saying you have to have a, a, a Hall of Fame backup, but you got to have somebody to complete passes as a backup. Josh Dobbs okay, is but not the answer. But you're kind of undermining your argument because what you're saying is with this talent level, They're but now you're saying, level. but you're pointing out, which this is the point I was going to make, is in some very key areas, their talent level isn't what it should be. Now you can point to the management sure. and say, well, that's why you, that's you've why I point had, to GM. You've made poor. Yeah. Draft decisions. The or Rooney whatever. family hasn't fired somebody since 1968 well, in the head coaching position. But that's that's what they do. They've had three coaches in their franchise history, right? Well, since 1968, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Prior Chuck, to that, they were bad. Chuck Knoll, for Bill 50, Cower. For 55 years, Tom. they hired they fired them regularly. Right. But basically, since the uh, since Chuck Knoll came out in '69, they've had three coaches. I think there's something to be said for that. There is. There's some stability there, and you give somebody a chance to ride it out. I think Tomlin has had a long time to ride it out, and he hasn't. But how do you fire? It. How do you get rid of a guy that has won a Super Bowl? And Mike McCarthy, a, he well got that, fired. Right, but you know why he got fired? Because Aaron Rodgers didn't exactly. like him. Exactly. I don't think Ben. Ben Robinson, doesn't like Tomlin either. Well, I. I mean, I don't know. You know more about the Steelers than I do. Well, I haven't heard anything about Ben. A makes Ben makes. Now Ben is a passive aggressive player to begin with. He makes comments about Antonio Brown. And Not Antonio Brown's a diva, no question. But Ben's a diva. He makes comments that he doesn't like certain things. But the Rooney family is not going to back up Ben. They're going to back up their coach because that's what they do. Now, that's fine. You don't fire. I don't think you should fire a coach because the player doesn't like them. But I think you can say, Coach, you're not getting it done. Now, we haven't given you everything you asked for, but we've given you a lot of stuff, and you're not getting it done. Penalty, penalties, yes, the players commit them, but that's coaching. You think Belichick would, would, would allow his team to have this many penalties? No, I don't. And I think it's, it's that's, that's a legitimate criticism. Tomlin's teams, I mean, one of the, the critiques that I hear about Tomlin is that he's too much of a guy that just lets stuff slide like that. Yes. And I agree. I mean, part of, part of your team culture, you know, look, I'm sure it's a lot more fun to play for Mike Tomlin sure than it is. it is to play for Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm sure it is. There's a reason for that, though. Yes. Because on the field, even though it's miserable during the week, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's teams generally don't do some of the stuff that the Steelers do. Correct. Correct. And, and that's that's reason. the trade-off. Yes. I, I feel like the Steelers have become the Raiders in the penalty <laughs> department. The Raiders were significantly penalized from the outset. Yeah. That's what they did. But I also but here's the thing about the Raiders. I think Al Davis actually liked that. Oh, I think he, he liked did too. that, you know, <laughs> he outlaw. was okay with it. That's fine. So what? We got twelve roughing the eh, passer penalties. Whatever. The quarterback must go down. It must go, go down, down hard. Yes. Yes. All right. So have we covered all the NFL we, for now? We have. We have. So I have a solution. Long paper. What's the problem? What are we what are we solving? Government. Oh boy. Okay. I don't want to I'm pick skeptical. A, I don't want to pick a particular story. But I want to give you some suggestions I have to fix our government and the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Occasional st- cortex? Yes. Occasional cortex. I like that one. That's good. Yes. I'm sure you didn't come up with it, but I like no, it. No, yes. <laughs> so I've got six things I think will greatly six greatly That's benefit really, our country. Why is it not five? Five is a much more elegant list. Well, two of them could be combined based on how they okay, come good. across. Now, I believe... And this is, I'm not new in this. But what spurred this, by the way? This well, is like very random. About, I was thinking about it last night. I'm thinking, you know, there's not a great topic. I mean, we could talk about the Cohen plea. We could talk about no, the boring. Mueller, blah, blah, I don't blah, care. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't care. Nothing's there. I thought, why are we in this mess? Why are we so polarized as we are? And I thought, well, it's about nobody goes into politics 
for any other reason than power. Correct. Okay. They can tell you I'm there to serve the people, blah, blah, blah. It's all a lie. It's about power. You want power and you want to lord it over somebody else and say, I have power. Well, I mean, I do you can do it nicely, but you can, that's what you're doing. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, you don't go into. I can quibble with that. I mean, look, there's some people that I think uh, a dwindling, a dwindling subspecies, but that they're not there just, you know, Machiavellian quest to no, dominate. But it, deep but down, right. they want that. That look at me, look at me. I that's that's ultimately special. what it becomes, yes. and it also becomes an exercise in self preservation. Yes. we don't really care about getting things done, other than making sure that I still stay in this position. Correct, and there's where my first one is: term limits have to happen at all levels of government, local, state, federal. Two, two. If it's good enough for the president to have to be limited to two terms, why does anybody else get more? And yeah. I don't want to hear the. I don't want to hear that. Now, if you say I want to run for Congress, you get two terms. House, you want to run for Senate? Then you can get two terms. You want I don't to run for president, I don't know. Terms, I mean, whatever. it's a very – I've heard that all the time. I kind of go back and forth, but I, I don't well, agree with that because here's the thing. What it does is, yes, it solves the problem of this sort of uh, hamster wheel of incumbency where all we do is we campaign because – but what it does also do is when you do actually have good people, it forces them out. And so yes, it does. It, it allows other people to come in and give their ideas but, and their thoughts. Yeah, possibly less good. Well, I just don't like. Listen, my attitude is the system is if you keep getting elected, then you deserve to be in there. Is that why you get elected though? Once you because we know incumbents, oh, I'm not good saying, or bad, tend to stick around. I'm not because saying they're that because you got reelected, get name recognition. Sure, there's a whole host of reasons why you get reelected. Many of them not good. Yeah. My only point is that's the way the system. I don't like an arbitrary limit like that because I think it sounds very superficially then, appealing. Then it should should. I don't think it solves any problems. Should the president be unlimited? No. You think there shouldn't be a term limit on the president? No, I do think. I mean, oh. that's that's obviously built into our system. Well, it is now. It wasn't at all times. Right. I think it should be, and have a because max of twenty years. The president's position is completely. Uh, it's a singular role. Okay? It is. It's not at all like I'm a member of Congress or even I'm a member of the Senate. You're the you're you're the head of the country. So I absolutely don't have an issue with yes. There shouldn't be one man in perpetuity in right. the White House. I, I think the same thing happens. And here's how why I think it works. One, you get different people. Maybe they're lesser quality at times, but it allow, it may allow somebody who's better quality to get in because they aren't having to compete against an incumbent. So there's more general election stuff. I think the second one was this camp, cap on all campaign finance. No. I don't want money spent because it reduces no, no, the no. ability for other okay, people good. to get in. This is where we're going to have a major disagreement. Okay. Why? You, so you wanna, you're basically on the, um, the McCain. No, 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 no. I, I want an actual cap, not this garbage where you can only contribute a certain amount. I mean an actual cap. Why should – so what you're saying is and you want to cap presumably on outside groups and what they can spend? Total actual spend by a campaign by a campaign what about all of these third these these groups that are not part of the campaign what happens if multi-millionaire can't, can't spend oh, terrible can't spend. terrible why that is probably the biggest disagreement that we will ever why have. do you disagree with that because you are stifling a person's ability to participate in the democratic process i don't care I want an open marketplace of ideas. I don't care if George Soros wants to spend $10 billion uh -huh. promoting his wacky leftist causes. Because what you wind up doing by saying you can't spend money 
is what it really means is you can't have political speech. No, no, no. You didn't let me finish. What? You still get the political speech. How? Because you are required for all val- all party candidates to be able to have airtime equally. No, Meaning, this is terrible. This is terrible. You can't go out and buy things. You it shouldn't buy- have to be it shouldn't have to be that you're guaranteed to have equal airtime. This I mean this sounds very well, we, or- we know that the Republicans are not going to get equal airtime with the mainstream media. So it has to be guaranteed equal See, time where you're not going to get equal here's, time. I don't care much you Here's spend. my position on campaign finance reform. It actually has things completely backwards. If you want to limit the amount of money in politics, you know how you do that? And you'll probably agree with this. Okay. Why is there so much money in politics right now? Graft and corruption. You said it at the beginning. Power. Sure. The government has become far too large and far too powerful. Well, maybe now, with term limits, we get rid of that. Some of that. Well, I don't think with term limits... In other words, the reason the money keeps flowing, see, they get the cause and effect backwards. They think, oh, we're going to we're just going to prevent you from giving money. They're going to find ways. Why? Because they recognize the government has the power to implement the things that I want. You reduce the government's power to do this. Guess what? You will automatically reduce reduce all of the money. Well, I think with term limits, you reduce the amount of power somebody could hold for any length of time. They're not going to get war chests and. Donors are lined up for 25 years giving them money because they're not going to be there for 25 yeah, years. Yeah, I, I mean, this whole thing, I mean, this goes I think back you get to, the term limits first. Are you in you favor of Citizen United? I mean, what's your position on Citizens United? Because that's the standard that the left, you know, the Democrats wave. We must do it. Citizens United, it's corrupting our politics. No. But but that's their goal. Their whole rallying cry is we have yeah, to get the money out of politics. But that's not, they don't really want to get the money out of politics. No, they want to they get don't. they want to get the opposition's money out of the politics. That's true because they know they've got the mainstream media to talk all they want about them constantly. They get all the publicity they need, and if you take away the money from everybody else, it either has to be equal or non-existent. But term limits have to be the first I thing. I don't because think you limit that. Look, this is a perfect example. Uh, Beto, right? Mm-hmm. Beto spent. $300 million in his Way Senate campaign, he lost. He did. So this argument that, oh, if you flood all this money in, listen, that's the way the system works. No, I'm not saying if you flood the money in. You're, what I want is I want people. My idea of a good leader is somebody who doesn't want to be the leader. Somebody who doesn't want sure. that power position. They're, it's thrust upon them and they accept it. That's what they can't wait to get out. That's what the founders envisioned. Right. The, the so citizen they, If they servant, can't wait to get out. They're going to say, yeah, I don't have to spend – I don't have to form a political action committee and raise $4 billion so that I can run for local state senate. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I want people who say, I want to get in because I feel like there's something here I need to get done, and then I'm out. I'm not sticking again, around. the only way you fix that, because you're never going to stop – as long as the government remains as powerful as it is mm-hmm. and has its tentacles in every aspect of our lives – through the administrative state and this bloated bureaucracy, you're never going to eliminate the money. The only way you make the money go away is you tell you make people realize our money isn't worth anything anymore because these people can't accomplish anything for us. Okay. And that's what I want. I want a much smaller government that does far fewer things. Well, I want all congressional bills, and this goes in – there's two together here. Congressional bills are one item only. You cannot load it up with any other item. It is that item. So that when you're putting up the this person voted against this, this person voted against it, you don't know what else was in that bill that they right. might have voted against. And the presidential line item veto. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I, I think because until you have that, you have crap being 
money wasted on garbage. Again, power, keeping somebody in power because you gave me garbage. Yeah, you talk, and I agree with you. I mean, the practice of attaching all these riders, you put these poison pills on these nope. bills. And so that's why the media loves that because, like, oh, so-and-so voted against right. you know feeding children. It's and, like, and the bill actually has to define the parameters of what the law is going to enact. You can't do it later like Obamacare did and everything yeah, else you'll, Obama you'll did. get no pushback from me that our Congress has completely abdicated most of their responsibility. That's one of the reasons we're in this problem right now yeah. is because they've simply... And by the way, because it's easy. Sure. Listen, why should we stick our necks out and actually try to craft some contentious legislation? We'll just let a bunch of unaccountable bureaucrats decide. They'll they fill will. in the blanks, right? And they will. That's what people don't understand when they talk about, for instance, Obamacare, right? The statute itself, <laughs> that's not the rules. No. The rules are being written by these little boffins in back rooms under, you know, Queen Seab's lash. <laughs> you know, I want a further contraceptive mandate. That's not even the legislature doing that. No. The system but they allowed not, it to do it. Th- exactly. Yeah. And they I need to that claw needs, that back. That needs to be very specific. What are we voting on? What does it the do? EPA, what, what the EPA should not be in a position of deciding, oh, we're just going to basically rejigger the country's entire electrical mm-hmm. uh, energy supply because, because we know best and – Heck, no one can stop us. And I think that's where you, you reduce the bureaucracy because you don't need all these agencies because you very well spelled it out. Yes, yeah, some agencies still do exist to implement. but Very no, few. But very few, a lot less people. See, that should have been number one. On, if it was my list, okay. the very first well, thing would be. they were in order be, of importance. They were just in there. Yeah, the very first thing would be, as Trump kind of, he's tried to do this, is we just, we need to say, look, 70% of these agencies, they're gone. Yeah, they don't, we don't exist. They don't. And there's going to be screaming and rending of garments and the, you know, the, the piteous cries will f- go to the heavens. We don't need all these alphabet soup agencies. By the way, why do we even need a Department of Education, a federal Department of Education? Each state has their own has their Department own. of Education. Yes. <laughs> why do we need – now, look, fine. You can make the argument maybe we need an environmental protection agency because there are interstate issues. But the things that they have their – their hands in are is far beyond. Couldn't the Department of Interior do that? What well, you don't need another department. All of the thank and, you, Richard. And they Nixon. become. We've talked about this before. The minute that you create one of these, it is now a self-perpetuating constituency. Mm-hmm. They demand funding because mm-hmm. we exist, so we must continue to exist. Mm-hmm. We don't care whether we actually have a purpose, and not only that. We want to increasingly expand the scope of our power. So you can't that's, rid of us. That's in the nature of what we do. Mm-hmm. It metastasizes. So 70% of these federal agencies gone. I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with it. The last one, government benefits can't be more than, and I don't know what the number would be, but a percentage of the poverty level. You cannot get something that the rest of the country cannot get and paid for by us. So benefits for being in Congress, the, the pensions, the health care, uh-uh, gone. You don't get it just because you had happen oh, to you, hold an so office. So you mean the special perks for all the special perks are sure. gone. Uh, you can utilize them while you're there, maybe. Maybe we can look, negotiate on that. But once you leave, you don't get to keep them just because you were there. Government pensions, you know, if only seventeen percent of private companies have pensions, and mine is not one of them. I'm pretty sure yours isn't one nope. of them either. Why does the federal government? Why does the state government? Why does the county governments offer that? And I don't want to hear that's the only way to attract good people. Bull. Yeah. Bull. Bull, bull. I don't believe it. It's a load of crap, and it's 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 bankrupting every level of government and and well, private industry. You know, you've seen matter. these charts. It used to be that the argument was you need all these things because people in public service can't possibly make the same amount 
of, of salary as people in the private sector. And that's actually been flipped on its head. Sure. When you look at a comparison – now, obviously, we're not talking about like the high end. Sure, if you want to be an investment banker, there's no equivalent government job. But when you compare apples to apples, the public sector, state, and particularly the federal level is f- – you're doing much better. Because when you add in not only the salaries, which have crept ahead in many areas of private salaries, mm-hmm. and then you add on the benefits mm-hmm. – this whole idea of you can't attract them. No, no. Everyone wants that package. Yeah. That's the that's why they're flooding to the federal government because it's the gravy train. Occasional Cortex is gonna get $174,000 and she is legitimately. You'll be not hard right. pressed <laughs> to find any private company anymore with very few exceptions that offer standard like traditional pensions. Correct. They, it doesn't seventeen percent of the country. Their pensions but available. it's easier to do that with other people's money. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the it's benefit. Not my money. I don't right. care. I don't care. All right. So that was my changes for government. We agreed on some, disagreed on some, and I'm right and you're wrong. So that's, <laughs> that's fine. We're going to finish out with Jack versus Jack. I have no idea what that means. I know. It's a new thing I want to try. Jack Nicholson versus Jack Nicholas? No. Jack Bauer versus Jack Ryan. Oh, good. I'm going to le- read you a plot synopsis of an episode. Okay. And you need to tell me. Uh, wait, an episode of, so what are we comparing? I know 24. 24 with what? What's the episode for Jack Ryan? Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Okay. 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 Go ahead. So he, Jack Bauer has a lot more episodes to choose from than yep. Jack Ryan. Okay. Okay. Both Jack, you tell me which Jack we're talking about. And if you're right, I will play the correct sound effect. If you're wrong, I'll okay. the other correct. I, I have a high level of confidence. Okay. Have you seen, you haven't seen Jack Ryan, obviously. I've seen, I have seen, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen maybe like three of those episodes. Okay. okay. Jack, in danger of assassination, the president won't believe his own wife. Wait, what? That's like a sentence fragment. What did you just say? Jack, in danger of assassination. Jack is in danger of assassination? Correct. And the president won't believe his own wife. Uh, that's Jack Bauer. That is correct. I didn't even get a good you sound effect. I think that I could force this towel down your throat. I love Kiefer. All the way. Jack uncovers a series of suspicious transactions that take him out from behind his desk into the field to hunt down Jack a powerful Ryan. new threat to the world. Jack Ryan. That's easy. Shoot me. I dropped this and we all die. Oh, but that was easy because that's that's who Jack Ryan is. He's an analyst. Well, I didn't know if you'd seen the show. So but it doesn't matter. Sure. I've read the books. Oh, that's true. Okay. Ex-FBI agent Renee Walker is used to infiltrate a Russian gang, which is selling weapons-grade enriched uranium. Uh, Jack Bauer. That is correct. Try and play that game with me. You tell me now where the situation for your family goes from bad to worse. All right, I will shoot you in the thigh. <laughs> Jack makes preparations to inter- interrogate an old enemy. What? Well, that's ridiculous because that could be both of them. An old enemy. <laughs> All right, I'll read the second part. He stops to check up on Reza's possible connection to Syed Ali. Um, I don't know if that helped you or not. An old – I'm going to say Jack Ryan. Ooh, that is incorrect. Try and play that game with me. Jack Bauer. Now with the situation for your family. That was an unfair that question. Because they both inter- they both interrogate old enemies. That's the whole point of the program. That's why I picked it. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Jack tries to convince his superiors to lead a covert ground assault to capture Suleiman. Jack's double life costs him an important relationship. Jack Ryan. Correct. You're good, man. I'm protesting my one incorrect answer. There's one more. Four more suitcase nukes are out there, and Jack's only lead takes him to the home of his brother. Uh, Jack Bauer. 
I'm good with you. I'm good. You you I should have gotten a perfect score. <laughs> that was Jack versus Jack. I don't know if you guys like that or we can change it to uh, different shows. My, my with... favorite part about Jack Ryan is that I like, I'm going to shoot you in the thigh. <laughs> I, there was a lot of different clips to pick. He for shot him. a lot of people in the thigh. He also tried to poke some of his eyes out with knives. It was it was great. And he did it all in 24 hours. Yes. I was going to say, this is the longest day of my life <laughs> for eight seasons. And there was always some uh, traitor, like every yes. season within, what is it? What's the? Um, CTU. CTU. That's right. Yes. I didn't put CTU in there because I thought that would really <laughs> throw it off. You'd really yes. get that pretty easily. So if you like that, you like something like that, 717-739-5432. 717-739-5432. If you think the Steelers are going to make 10 wins this year, I think uh, you're great, crazy, but hey, what do I know? That's, that's looking unfortunate. Uh, if you think our choices for government change are good or bad, or they my choices. our choices. My choices yes. that Tony disagreed with because no, he's I, wrong. No, I agreed with uh, some of them. The ones he agreed with, he was right about agreeing with. The ones he was wrong, he disagreed yes. with. That's, he was wrong. I mean, there's just no way around that. We'll let Chad continue to think. <laughs> Think that he was correct. Hey, I put the rundown together, Tony. Just we don't. We don't want to lower rules. his self esteem by pointing out. Yeah, that don't do that, please. I have, I need my help. Well, the Steelers have already given him so uh, much trauma and angst this week. That yeah, at the start of the season, did we think Tony would be feeling better about the Chargers than I am about the Steelers? I don't um, know. probably not. You know what's happened? And you got a kicker. They have. That's exactly right. <laughs> the curse of the kicker. Took him three tries, but he, you got the, a kicker. The curse of the kicker has been lifted. Badgley is actually good. I thought the same about Boswell two years ago. That's right. I don't year. care about two years from now. I just care about this year. <laughs> I don't care if he goes completely and misses every field goal next year. If he keeps kicking them well this year, they can go places. Did you see that Philip Rivers has a tenth child on the way? I think it's his ninth. Ninth child on yes. the way? Mm-hmm. Does it, when, you, when you get past four, does it become too many? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm not in a position I'm, to evaluate I'm like, that. How do you keep up with that? That's crazy. I mean, it does help that you make $25 million a year. So you can, yes. you know, there's there's things you but can do. But he still do. commutes from San Diego. No, he's, I love Philip Rivers. That He is a great guy. Uh, he's a devout Catholic. I think he's more, they're going to have a 10th, I'm sure. And so more power to him. Well, good for him. Anything else you'd like to throw no, down No, I think on? we've done enough. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. Thanks for listening. This has been a Hannah Tree production.